If you're like most men in our audience, you're committed to becoming the man, husband, father, and leader God called and created you to be. But the truth of the matter is, you struggle with either finding the time or knowing where to start. That's exactly why I created the Real Men Spiritual Leader Blueprint to give you a step-by-step, easy-to-follow guide to spiritually leading your family, even if you're a new believer. Now, you can't buy the Real Men Spiritual Leader Blueprint, but you can get it for free by signing up for our free e-newsletter. By signing up, you will be notified anytime fresh content is added to my site, so you don't always have to visit my blog to stay up-to-date on the latest information. Now, to get your free copy of the Real Men Spiritual Leader Blueprint, just visit realmenconnect.com and simply enter your name and email address on the form on the page. So if you're tired of trying to figure it all out and fit it all in as the spiritual leader, provider, and protector of your family, don't miss your chance to discover how to be the man God called and created you to be. Sign up today at realmenconnect.com. Hello, Mighty Men of God. Joe Martin here, man builder, award-winning speaker, author, and Tanya's husband and Kendall and Faith's dad. Welcome to the Real Men Connect podcast, where we help good men become great men God's way. Every Wednesday, we interview some of the nation's most respected and accomplished men of faith to find out what it really takes to become the kind of husband, father, and spiritual leader God called and created us to be. Today is the Real Men Check-In. The Real Men Check-In is just a quick way to help you start your week on the right foot in the right way. Every Monday, I share personal insights, encouragement, and support that will move you beyond church to real change. I keep it short, I make it fun, and then I'm done. So let's get started. The only thing real men are afraid of is disobeying God. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) The only thing real men are afraid of is disobeying God. Even though many of us won't admit it, when we were little boys, as daring and courageous as we were, a lot of things frightened us, didn't it? Some of us were afraid of the dark. Some of us were afraid of the so-called monster under our bed or in our closet. Some of us were afraid to watch scare movies. I remember personally after I watched The Exorcist, I thought I was going to need therapy and counseling for the rest of my life. But in more serious things we were afraid of, some of us were afraid of our parents getting a divorce, um, losing a loved one, or even being rejected by or embarrassed in front of that cute girl in our class. And I can understand because a lot of those things could potentially lead to bad outcomes, things we don't want to see happen in our lives. But have you ever been afraid of something good? Now, I know that probably doesn't make any sense. Joe, why would anybody be afraid of something good? Well, in my quiet time this week, I was reading in Luke 8:26 about the man who had been possessed by several demons. And when he confronted Jesus, Jesus cast the demons out of this man, sending a legion of demons into a herd of pigs who consequently ran off the cliff and killed themselves. Now, after reading this story, I asked the Holy Spirit to tell me, what does this story say about me? In other words, how does this apply to me? Now, I think we all should read the Bible, reading with the anticipation that the Bible is trying to speak to us as a mirror to show us what we need to learn about ourselves. And I was kind of surprised by what I found. So when you get a chance, please read Luke 8, starting in verse 26, and see what God speaks to your heart about this story. Anyway, several things jumped out at me about this man who was possessed by these demons. One, even the demons knew who Jesus was, even when the others doubted and questioned his identity. Two, the demons acknowledged and recognized Jesus' divinity and his power, and they didn't doubt where his power came from. And even though that was interesting enough, the thing that jumped out most to me and even confused me was the people's response to Jesus after he cast out the demons in this man, restored him to his right mind, healed him, and changed his life. They witnessed this miracle right in front of their eyes, and they became frightened of Jesus. I'm just being honest. That didn't make any sense to me. Let me see if I can explain this another way. Imagine someone you grew up with as a child turned into this out-of-control lunatic 
stripping off their clothes in public, harming themselves, harming others, to the point that this person had to be restrained with a straitjacket. Then a stranger comes to town, confronts this man, this person you knew, prays for him, and fully restores him to his right mind and heals him with whatever was afflicting him. My question is, wouldn't you rejoice with him? Wouldn't you be happy for him? Wouldn't you tell others about what just happened and what you witnessed? But not these people, they were afraid to the point that they asked Jesus, the stranger, to leave them. But the question is, why? Why would anyone be afraid of something good from God? Now, I gotta be honest, I didn't quite understand this until I prayed and asked God to help me see and understand this story through the lens of my own experience. In other words, I asked God, I said, God, what does this story say about me? When I know who you are, I recognize your power, but yet I'm still afraid. Lord, why is that? So I challenge you to read and study for yourself Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 26. See, what I found is that whenever we're afraid to receive something that is good for us, especially when it comes from God, it could be one for one or three reasons, if not all three of them. And let me explain. Ask yourself, could it be, one, we fear what we don't quite understand? We fear what we don't quite understand. See, like the demons, the people knew who Jesus was, but they didn't quite understand him or his purpose. And as men, we often fear what we don't understand. See, they couldn't understand how this mere mortal man could cast out and cure a man of demon possession. Instead of asking Jesus how he did it, they just feared him. Have you ever found yourself in a tough situation and it seemed like there was no way out of it, but instead of your faith increasing, only your fears did? Because you didn't quite understand how you would make it out of that situation. Well, we tend to fear what we don't understand and can't quite figure out, especially if it requires an impossible solution. But the Bible tells us that with God, all things are possible. Now, the second reason we might be afraid of what is good is because we fear what we might lose. Let me say that again. The second reason we might be afraid of what is good is because we fear what we might lose. Now, after witnessing the demon spirit leave the man and enter this herd of swine and eventually stampede off a cliff, some failed to see the miracle in the man because they were too focused on the money it cost the person who owned the pigs. <laughs> see, when I was at my worst, battling my own demons of addiction, I knew who God was. I recognized his power and his divinity, and deep down inside, I knew that he could heal and deliver me. But I have to be honest, as much pain as my addiction was causing others and the pain it was causing me, I was finding some pleasure in it, and I was afraid to give it up. I was even starting to find my identity through it. I didn't want to let it go. Ask yourself, is there something that God has been asking you to let go of? And you know it will be good for you, but deep down inside, you're afraid of what it's going to cost you if you do? because you receive pleasure, comfort, or even your identity from it? Could it be working too many hours at the office, watching too much television, flirting with other women, being too tough on the children, spending too much time around your boys instead of your family, even spending too much time on the internet going places you know you don't need to go? Could it be just holding on to your pride and unforgiveness? I think you get the point. What are you holding on to that isn't really worth keeping? And the third reason why I think we may fear what is good in others is because it may reveal what is wrong in us. Let me repeat that again. We may fear what is good in others because it may reveal what is wrong in us. Think about it. Jesus was able to expose and dispose of the demonic influence, influences in this man's life for all the people to see it. 
Everyone could visibly see what consumed this man because it was exposed by the divine light of Jesus. But what if Jesus chose to examine their life? Could they have been afraid of what that life would have revealed in their life? Now, I don't know about you, but before I committed my life to Jesus, I was never comfortable about confessing my faults and flaws to others. Whenever I heard other men do it, it made me a little nervous and afraid because I said to myself, I don't ever want to have to admit that to another person. And it wasn't until I realized that we are all hurting, just to different degrees. And we're all in need of healing. Healing that the Father offers us if we just go to Him broken, humble, and unafraid. So I ask you this week, what are you afraid of? In the Bible, Proverbs tells us that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And beyond our fear of Him, the only thing that God wants a real man to fear is disobeying Him. So that's the Real Man Check-In for today, and I hope that it blessed you. If you found it helpful, please share this episode with others and don't miss our regular weekly interviews on Wednesdays. And to make sure you don't miss an episode, please visit our website at realmenconnect.com and join our growing community of real men. We also have a couple of free gifts waiting just for you. Also, I love reading reviews of the podcast from our listeners, and here's just one of them. This actually came from a female. She says, as a single mom trying to bring up Christian boys... I am a firm believer that we need more stable male Christian influences to mentor them and to help them in their walk with God. These podcasts are a wonderful step in the right direction. Thank you, Dr. Joe, for helping us focus on what's important. Dr. Joe always says, stay in his grip, and I truly believe his podcast will help us do just that. Wow. I love hearing that, especially from a female listener. That is great. Each week, I'll share a different one. I'll pick them randomly, so if you leave a review, who knows, I may end up reading yours on the air. Go ahead and take about 30 seconds to go over to iTunes and rate the program. It's the best way to help us move up the rankings, grow the podcast, and get the visibility we need to get this program in the hands, ears, and hearts of men just like you. Thank you so much for listening because without you, there would be no Real Men Connect. So until next time, I'm Joe Martin at realmenconnect.com reminding you that we are males by birth, but we are men by choice. So each and every day, choose to be the man God called and created you to be because a male is a terrible thing to waste. So until next time, stay strong, stay blessed, and stay in his grip. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Real Men Connect podcast with Dr. Joe Martin. Real Men Connect isn't just a podcast. It's a mission, ministry, and movement to help good men become the great men God called and created us to be. And the best is yet to come. So if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and leave us a review in iTunes. It really helps us to build the podcast and to reach, teach, and impact more men, all for the glory of God. And make sure you check out realmenconnect.com to get our free tools and resources to help you go from good man to great man God's way. Again, that's realmenconnect.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode.